Welcome to Clocking In, Forces of NC Manufacturing. I'm your host, Phil Mintz, Director of the North Carolina Manufacturing Extension Partnership, otherwise known as NCMEP. My role is to drive outreach to NC manufacturers, build relationships to federal and state leaders, and coordinate efforts to drive profitable manufacturing growth in North Carolina. Throughout my time working closely with manufacturers, I have heard the most quirky, curious, and memorable stories. I wanted to turn these stories into a podcast so that others may hear and be informed and inspired. From humble beginnings to manufacturing titans, from tragedy to triumph, I will be interviewing some of these manufacturers who have made North Carolina manufacturing the powerhouse that it is today. ATI Laminates is an innovative force within their industry. Recently receiving a patent for Lumasplash, the first ultra-thin illuminated laminate of its kind on the market. Today we're clocking in uh, at uh, ATI Decorative Laminates. This place is located on the western part of Greensboro, North Carolina, not too far from the airport. Uh, I think just a few minutes up the road. And, and we're talking today with the president of ATI Laminates, Tara Bergio. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank yeah. you. Good. So, um, you know, when we first come into the front of your building, we're greeted by a lot of nice little displays of of different things. I would guess these are your decorative laminates. Can you start out by telling us what a laminate is and what an ATI decorative laminate would be? Yes, um, laminate has changed so much over the years. It used to be referred to as your Formica type laminate, something that you have in your kitchen counters, and it has changed so much. Our laminates are all decorative products that you would find in very architectural elements. They range from very deeply textured ceiling tiles to deeply textured wall panels. That is a product that we make out of a flexible plastic. Gives us a lot of options with that product. But then we also have products on metal, on wood, on FRP, which is fiber reinforced plastic. And we have technology that allows us to embed images into that. So we have a gallery of stock images that our clients can choose from, but we can also do custom images. You know, literally somebody could send us an image as long as the quality was good enough to print and we can print virtually anything that they want. So where would I find one of your products in general? Well, locally, we we are lucky to have a lot of products in the area. So um, recently, we just did the Riding High bar in the Greensboro Coliseum. So that gets a lot of traffic. Um, The Carrie Underwood concert was just there on Wednesday night. So thousands and thousands of people are going through that facility. You've got all the products I mentioned represented in just one space. They're also in local restaurants. Um, The O'Henry Hotel is a beautiful hotel in town, and we have our metal high-pressure laminates um, that are under the new metal brand um, that are widely displayed throughout their restaurant, which is called Green Valley Grill. You can also find them. We just did a project for A&T University with their ceilings, just worked on one with High Point University and just are finishing a project with Guilford College as well. Those are just some recent ones. I think we talked about it when I met with you before is that uh, just recently you started to get more local 
requests for your business. How did that? How do you think that happens? Yes, we've been here for a long time since 1979. Not in this building, but in Greensboro, and recently people locally just have had more I think access to not access to us but just are more aware of us and I think some of it has to do with the fact that I've got more involved in the community gotten on some nonprofit, some charity boards just you know not not networking for the sake of the business right. but it just happens it's just something that falls in line is that what do you do? You know, you're just getting to know people on a social level and then projects come up and they think of you and they come and see what you have. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that we've sold anything just because I know someone, but it gets the foot in the door. I mean, you have to come in and have products that are impressive, that are durable, that are, you know, a good price. And that's that's the world that we live in. I understand there's actually a do-it-yourself effort with your products, right? Can you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or something? Yes. So we do have do-it-yourself products in the, we call them the big box stores, in the Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards in the Midwest. And it's private labeled under a brand called Facade. And they are extremely user-friendly panels there, 18 by 24-inch panels with an overlap. The small size makes it easy for, you know, the everyday homeowner to be able to completely remodel their backsplash or do a feature wall in their house. And we also sell ceiling tiles through them as well. Yeah. Let's uh, back up a little bit and talk a little bit about how ATI got started. Uh, I know this is one of our famous, proud family businesses across North Carolina. And so there are some origins from somewhere. Can you talk about how your dad got it started? Yeah, sure. So my dad, um, James Bergio, he started the company in 1979. He used to be the president of a hinge company called Heinze America. And it was a German company. So he did a lot of traveling from Germany, um, you know, back and forth from Germany to North Carolina. And he, in his travels, came across the new metal product that I referenced earlier and forged a deep friendship with the owner of that company. And to this day, we're still family friends, but started distributing that product. So that's a product that we don't actually make that we um, buy and resell. And that's how the company started. When relationships with the Heinze America group, I won't say that they soured, but they just decided to come in and, and, and place their German counterparts into the um, American company. So they had an agreement that he exited his position and he was allowed to keep the products. So ATI started with those with four SKUs of product importing from Germany and has just grown tremendously from there because now we have literally thousands of SKUs of products. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about how Tara got involved in the business. Did you uh, run around as a little kid in the factory or how did it, how did it work out that you become president? So how I was first introduced to the company was basically, it's probably a typical story with um, teenagers. My parents didn't want me sitting around summers just wasting time watching soap operas. So they insisted that I get a job. And 
offered that I could work at the company, which I did. I worked a couple of summers and also one summer when I was home from school, I went to NC State. So love the Wolf Pack. Oh, yeah. We, we want to get that in there. <laughs> Another proud fellow exactly. NC State alumni. Exactly. Go Wolf Pack. So that was my first experience with the company. I literally worked in the warehouse making samples, worked on the one of the cutting machines, cutting down samples, chaining them. We used to have a product that we don't have anymore, but we made picture frame molding and I would put the molding together. We had a peel and stick mirrored product and I would assemble them. The next summer I'd, I worked just on inside the office inputting data. So starting to get some computer experience um, dating myself, but that's, you know, before laptops were very prevalent. So it wasn't very easy to get any experience other than taking typewriting class. And basically went to, went to state and had to decide I either wanted to be a business graduate out of the business program, or I did have a huge love of horses and thought about the veterinary school, but just decided that with knowing that my sister wasn't going to be in the company and I would be the only one who would extend it into a next generation, decided to work for the family business. Got out of school, interviewed with uh, three or four companies while I worked part-time, and we had a key employee leave, and my father said to me, I really just need for you to just go ahead and get started with your full-time career here because we need you. And that was the beginning of it. I worked in customer service. I was worked my way up until I became sales manager. And about 12 years ago, 12 years ago, I um, stepped into the role as president. Well, I certainly uh, have recognized your business from years ago when we were involved with you as a progressive company looking to do some ISO training and all of that. And we're now joined by her vice presidents of operations. That is Charles Walker, another proud fellow alumni of NC State University. Go Wolfpack. We got to make sure we get, we might get spending like another whole 10 minutes with a love fest around. the. uh, the, But uh, what we do want to talk about, you know, years ago we were here, I think we were trying to figure out when that was working with you guys on your development of your ISO quality management system. And at that time, you know, I did realize that you were a company that was really looking to be progressive and, and developing yourself to, to move forward into the future. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, your company has evolved and in, in, out in the factory some, Charles? Well, a lot of the evolution initially was predicated uh, upon the, the demand. It was kind of thrust upon us. We were very fortunate to to have a, a lot of business come our way, and we had to prepare on the fly for that. And I, I think without the ISO certification and without the pursuit of ISO, that six, you know that fortune probably could have doomed us. Mm-hmm. We could have cost ourselves a lot of problem with that. You repeat a lot of steps, you you, you make a lot of errors when you when you're not organized. So once we became ISO certified and we were committed to that and commit to the philosophies and the principles of that, we were able to now prepare for growth and anticipate things. So that helped us actually go out and cultivate things and and look for them 
and know that we could handle whatever it was that we were coming because we had a foundation. How did you use like, you know, advancements in technology and, and, and machinery to kind of help you advance? Oh, wow. So, you know, when I when I started with ATI, there was a one of the first things I noticed was that um, right around go home time, there was a line at the fax server for everyone at the fax machine for everyone to send the fax. And I was just right out of grad school where I just got an, an, a degree in information technology and my head exploded. I'm like, you know, you don't have to use that machine there. You know, we can get desktop faxing and you can fax from your desktops and you don't have to wait for that. And, and um, you know, when I presented that idea, you know, the, the powers that be said, sure, go for it. And we did it. And and people complained. It, we had to actually physically remove that fax machine from them so they couldn't use it. And they had to rely on the desktop faxing. And then it let something happen to the desktop faxing. Now the world's ending. Oh, no, you know, it's like we can't go back to the old ways because, you know, you have to introduce technology um, and, and that, that, you know, in, in the right way. And luckily, I mean, that was one of the classes that we had in grad school was talked about, you know, just don't throw it at people. You have to introduce it to them so that they can, you know, uh, absorb it and, and come on board with it. So they had embraced it and that allowed us to continue to move further with more technology. We went to the dual monitors. Um, that's not just for show that makes you more productive. So, that technology helps move us along as far as that's concerned. Uh, we started using devices out on the floor. Instead of people running back and forth, they could actually input information there on the floor. We do data collection right there on the floor and data entry right on the floor with real-time information. So, you know, it, it helps with reporting. So, I mean, technology really helps advance us like that. How is the uh, the way you make these laminates advanced over time? Uh, you know, you were at when we were back there earlier. You just had kind of these small forming machines, but seems like you do a little bit more advanced things with those machines these days. How has that how has that evolved? Well, the PLC program has evolved, and we can take off some cycle times, and we can have the machine shuttle back and forth, and and, and increase the productivity so that we can actually have a, you know, a, a more productive day because of those advancements in the technology as far as that's concerned. Yeah. So what are some of the things that people are looking for now that you're having to kind of tool up for uh, as far as new types of laminates? Well, a lot of things need to be you need to respond pretty quickly. People want things that are, that are custom or they want something different and you and you have to lean on technology to help do that you know we had to upgrade our cnc machine and we had to get some cnc training to be able to make these tools a lot faster to get to market quicker with these things because if you wait too long the demand's already gone and you've missed the boat on that the other improvement that we made with the technology just over the last couple of years was in our ability to do larger format sheets um, that's one thing that if you look at the timeline, um, when we very first started making our own products, they were only two foot wide. Then we had a lot of requests for four by eight sheets. So we were able to go to that. The last couple of years, we had a lot of people asking us, can we do four by 10 sheets because of the way that the products seem? It's not an invisible seam it's not a seamless product but the way that we design the patterns it has a very nice flow to it 
what they wanted, our customers wanted to avoid was too many of those breaks in the product line. And with the new building specifications, a lot of the walls are nine foot or 10 foot. So we were able to work with a company and design a machine that allows us to switch the bases out and be able to manufacture both four by eight and four by tens. And that, that has been a big improvement for us over the last couple of years. So where do you see this uh, things going in the laminates? Is there something on the horizon that you feel like is going to continue to you have to keep up with? Yes, there's always ever-changing things. I mean, one of the things that you have asked me and other people has asked me about who are our competitors. We're very lucky because we have a lot of niche products. But we don't have one competitor. We have competitors in different product lines. But where we see the industry in general moving is cut out screens, doing translucent materials with different images on it or frosting. So there's 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 always ever-changing options for people. I think right now it, it's got to be a really exciting time if you're a designer because you have so many options and there's companies like ours that really allow you to have beautiful looks at affordable prices in a variety of different types of products. And that's where I think it's been heading, the industry's been heading and will continue to go that route. And who knows what's in the future? All I know is it's going to change. Yeah, great. Let's talk a little bit about workforce. You know, you took me through your plan a few weeks ago and I saw how you were really connected to your team out there. And, uh, you know, at this day and time, it's, it's very difficult for many organizations to uh, get and retain uh, workforce. Can you talk about kind of how you do that? How you it seems like you're you have a pretty good uh, turnover rate here. Yeah, we'll both jump in on this one. I'll say one of the things that I am very proud of is our employee engagement committee that we have. So we put an emphasis on having as nice of a work environment as we can. I mean, obviously, we're in manufacturing, so we can't have some of the policies that other service-based companies can have with really flexible work times and things like that. But we do a lot of programs and events that try to reiterate one of our values. We have 10 values on our wall as you walk in. One of them is we are family and we mean it. And we try to do events that bring us together. We do cookouts. We do a holiday luncheon at the holidays. We have ice cream trucks come by we're working on doing an outing right now the company bought a sponsorship at the greensboro science center and we have cards that we allow our staff to check out and they can go for the weekend and enjoy the science center with five family members and that has been something that i have gotten so much positive feedback off of so those are things i'm proud of that are really important to me Charles can speak to some of the other procedures and policies that we've put in place. Sure, but I can't believe you forgot the pizza parties that we have often. Um, Is that today? It's pizza party today? Uh, you know, it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you know. Um, you know, 
she she touched on the values and one of the things about the values that we have and we put them on the wall is we have to make sure we live those values. Otherwise, there's just things on the wall. And these are not some things that we Googled. I mean, we worked really hard on these and we came up with things that were important to us and things that we thought would make the place a better place to be and place to work. And one of the things that I love about my position is at various places and various places I've worked throughout my career, I have always said, you know, why do we do this or why couldn't we do this or whatever? Well, I'm in a position now that I can you know, have an impact on that kind of thing. And, and I do. And, and, and so, you know, when people come and ask us questions, the answer is why not, you know, well, I need to come in at this time. Can, why, why can we not let that happen? And we're flexible like that. You know, I've said it many times, I'm not flexible. I'm fluid. You know, it just, you know, is it, is it going to impact the business? Is it going to do this? Once we check all these boxes and it's okay, then let people do these things. And, and it creates a better environment for the people to work in. I mean, you're, you're always going to have turnover. We've got a lot of people here that have been here for a long time. And one of the things that we do that I'm so proud of is we promote from within. I mean, we've got the person who's doing purchasing right now. They came in as a temporary, you know, and, and, right, and moved right on up. And now she's an assistant purchaser. The guy who makes the CNC tools was a vacuum for me. He ran a machine. And now he's doing all that stuff. I mean, we take people and we promote them from within and they stay here and, and it just helps feed to the values that we're talking about. And, you know, it's not just the, 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 walk, the talk, we're doing the walk as well. Yeah. Do you have, do you use any kind of reward programs or what, what do you do in that, that area? Well, we do. We give out anniversary certificates on every anniversary and then... On every five years, that our staff is presented with different levels of books that they can order their own gift from. I'm super pleased. Charles was just talking about how long some people have been with us. And just this month, I have handed out a um, special 20-year anniversary, and we also made her a special plaque to keep on. I guess it's not a plaque. It looks like one of those nice, clear statues um, to have on her desk. And then I just handed out a 25 year one and I have a 30 year one coming wow. up. So that's something that, that always makes me smile. And I love going out and tracking people down and giving them their, either their certificate or if it's, if they've been with us over five years and it's not on an anniversary that gets the gift booklet, we give a gift card to go and have a lunch on the company. But one of the things that I didn't realize until we were doing it for maybe about a year or so is that people start looking for me. So I'll come out and sometimes I get busy and it might be later in the day and they'll say, I've been looking for you all day. I'm so happy to see you. I was wondering when you were going to come out. And then I thought, I really need to make sure I do these in the morning <laughs> so that I'm not, you know, giving anybody the impression that I have forgotten about it. But it's it's a really nice thing, and, and I think that people really have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely have enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, when she started doing this, because she actually does it herself. This is something she's taken on herself, and she seeks the people out and gives it to them. And, uh, you know, true confessions. I mean, I thought, okay, this is kind of cheesy, you know. But I think a lot of things are cheesy. <laughs> but... 
I asked because she said to me, "You think I should keep doing this?" So I, you know, took a poll and I asked some people. Oh my God, it was I was just completely wrong. I, I mean, I was so wrong about that. They look forward to it. They think it is such a big deal that the president of the company comes out there and recognizes them on their anniversary. Yeah, that's a great thing. I, I wanted to make sure we talked about that some. All right, so uh, I think what we'll do is take a break now and uh, we'll bring uh, Vernon in and we'll talk a little bit about how he engages out with the sales part of it. Thanks, Wonderful. thanks Charles. You're welcome. All right, we're back and we're speaking with the president, uh, Tara Bergio, and we've also brought in the vice president of sales, uh, Vern Cumbrick. Uh, how you doing, Vern? I'm well, thank you. Yeah. We just want to take a little bit of time and kind of speak to and have you speak to us about just how do you seek out business for ATI? Who would you look for that would need a solution around laminates? Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting business that we're in. And we find that our business stems from the specification side. So designers, architects, folks that are working on projects, whether they are remodels or uh, new construction, those are the people that are looking for solutions to interior decorative products. So does that cover all types of industry or, uh, you know, we hear of how these are used maybe in professional offices and and but you know home applications as well so where do you see the growth yes <clears throat> our business is um, very diverse we are uh, fortunate that we're covered in residential in auto and marine uh, very much in uh, commercial interior design healthcare uh, institutional ambulatory care the products and solutions that we have in our company really offer solutions across the board in any kind of interior decorative situation. Yeah, when I saw you last, you was telling me an interesting story about how someone presented you with the ceramic tile and how they would have a decoration that, that used a lot of labor and you were able to talk to them about a different kind of solution. Could you talk a little bit? Yes, actually, that, uh, that's a very interesting one. It's for a local chain of restaurants. There's 11 uh, restaurants that are going to go through a remodel. And part of the decor package is this really interesting tile that they had sourced out of uh, Guadalajara. It's a ceramic tile, so it has a lot of breakage. And of course, with ceramic, there's a lot of labor that's involved in that. So we were given the tiles and we were able to scan the tiles in and actually create a panel product that is made out of FRP, which is a, a healthcare, uh, excuse me, which is a, a restaurant um, product that they use on walls. It's washable, wipeable. And so we're able to provide a solution where somebody can create the same aesthetic as the tile, but with so much more ease of use, ease of fabrication. And at the end of its lifespan, it can be easily removed and replaced, whereas uh, ceramic has a lot more labor involved. And it is a very cost-effective solution as well. So do you see those types of solutions as part of your growth uh, in terms of, you know, converting ways of doing things into ways that laminates can be used? Or Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic between uh, in wall products. You have so many different wall products between ceramic tile, vinyl wall coverings, uh, laminates, wood products. We have the ability to create and recreate the looks in different materials so that the aesthetic at the end of the day for the designer remains the same, but we give them the ability to use substrates and materials that are 
less expensive, but also have a better lifespan and have a better use for the specific situation. As an example, the problem with ceramic tile is you have grout lines and grout lines tend to get dirty and gungy and you have to seal them and over time they'll crack and chip and they won't look very good. We can recreate a wall that looks like ceramic tile. It has the exact same aesthetic, but it has a smooth surface. So you never have to deal with any of those variables. All right. So for the purpose of uh, people in North Carolina listening to this, you know, how do we seek out your product and want to get it? I mean, what, what would be the ways to do it? So we have a very strong marketing team and obviously we try to get into the head of the consumer. So we use a lot of SEO search, wor- search, search words like laminates, metal laminates, wood laminates. Um, at the end of the day, if you're searching for a decorative solution, we try to position ourselves that we're easily found. Of course, the easiest way to find us is just go to atilaminates.com if you were privy to uh, the company name. Um, We also actually offer a very simple way for people to reach us. You can email us. We have direct telephone numbers. We even have a text phone, making sure that we are available to today's uh, millennial designer. You know, we are all the same. We use our cell phones as just about every part of communication we have. So we have a dedicated text line where folks can text in questions, text in for information. As a matter of fact, we just filled a sample out of Colorado for some person that just texted in this morning. So we try to make ourselves readily available on all platforms. But for the, rest of, for the rest of the world and for North Carolina, so to speak, searching for decorative terms, we position ourselves that you should find us fairly easily. All right. So let's seek out ATI decorative laminates in North Carolina. Excellent. Thanks, Vernon. Thank you. Well, great. It's been nice talking with you and, and the rest of your team. And, and again, we look forward your, to your continued success. Well, and, thank uh, you. And, you know, we hope from this that, uh, you know, North Carolina learns a lot more about you and what you guys are doing here and maybe seek out the uh, products you have out on display. That would be wonderful. It was a pleasure having you guys. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thanks again. Be sure to clock in with us on our next podcast where we will be visiting the city of Rocky Mount in eastern North Carolina and speaking with Brenda Cogdale, who is president of Tri-County Industries. Thank you for joining today's Clocking In, Voices of NC Manufacturing. This podcast is brought to you by NC State's College of Engineering, the North Carolina Manufacturing Extension Partnership, and Industry Expansion Solutions. If you'd like to learn more about the solutions NCMEP offers, go to www.ncmep.org. Want to listen to previous Clocking In podcasts? Go to ncmep.org slash clockingin.org.